Welcome to Fundamentally Drained Podcast with your hosts, Father Everett Lees, Father Tom Dahlman, and Justin Dixon. Three Christians exploring Christianity from a perspective other than the fundamental view from which we have become fundamentally drained. We'll begin the conversation, and you take it from there. Today we will talk about the phrase that is uh, used uh, apparently more often now, or maybe in the last half decade, of spiritual but not religious. And so people um, who, what I've gathered from doing some reading and things like that, um, is they people associate uh, religious as, it, as going to church. And so someone being spiritual but not religious is someone who uh, has their own spirituality and they do not attend a church community. So uh, that's my understanding of it. Everett, what, what is your gathering behind this uh, spiritual but not religious and, and what, is it, what does it mean? Well, I mean, I think I think at its best is is what you describe people who feel connected to something that is bigger than themselves, but they they don't believe that that bigger thing is constrained into one tradition or to one place. Um, I think that it is a product of a consumer-driven, consumer-minded understanding of of spirituality um, that is much more like a Starbucks order where we can go and and create the thing that we want. Right. Um, And so I think there's some pitfalls to it that we need to be, excuse me, be aware of. Hmm. Okay. All right. Kind of like, um, uh, which I... I think we talked about in the past kind of uh, consumer church, I think is what you just mentioned about I'm not getting what I want from this church or a church. And so I'm just going to go do it on myself and believe in Jesus my on my own in my uh, private home, so to speak, something like that. Tom? Yeah. I agree 100% with what Everett said. <laughs> and But what I'd like to add to it is that... I think that churches like the one I came from helped create this crisis Mm. because they would often say as kind of an evangelism tool, well, you don't believe in religion. I don't believe in it either. You know, and Jesus didn't believe in it either. He uh, had a big problem with uh, the Jewish law. Mm. That's despite the fact that Jesus said, you know, I came not to destroy the law, but to fulfill it. Right. And... So he said, so the idea was that religion is bad, being spiritual is good, you know? And I I said these sorts of things. I said, I quoted James where it says, real religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless as this, to look after widows and orphans in their distress and to keep yourself unspotted from the world. But the problem with all that is, is... There's, it's just coming out of you. I mean, if you're say, like Everett said, if this is a Starbucks order, then if the purpose of religion and spirituality is to help you grow or change or 
be deeper or whatever, however you want to define it. If you're just pulling it out of your own wishes and desires, if you're not submitting yourself to something outside of yourself that might not be what you want to do, then it's kind of hard to grow from your own internal uh, moorings that, are, you know what I'm saying, that are already planted within you. Right. It's an individualistic approach faith versus a communal approach to faith, which an individualistic approach to faith is foreign to Christianity, Scripture, the tradition, Judaism, Islam, you know, all, all of them that I'm aware of, Buddha, Buddhism. There some, is a, <clears throat> there is a, um, a Robert Ferrer, uh, Capon, uh, Tim Keller, um, some of those, some of those folks would argue that religion is about us becoming okay with God and that Christianity is the end of religion because Christianity is not about what we do, but it's what God has done, um, in, in Christ Jesus. And so there, there is, there is sort of, um, um, a, a radical grace argument against religion. Cause th those, some of those folks would say that religion is, um, the, the rules and the processes by which, um, God approves of us and that in Christianity, you know, God has already approved of us and, you know, what, what we do doesn't, you know, doesn't add or subtract, um, from that. So there is, it's, it's interesting because I mean, these are super, um, super faithful, super Jesus centric, um, folks, but they reject the notion of religion as a Christian construct, uh, in its traditional use. If that makes any sense. Hmm. I <laughs> can, can I respond to that? Just yeah, go for it. <laughs> so, and I love the book's, Seculosity by David Zoll. He has it's a great contribution. I, I recommend it to everybody. But that is the problem with that movement in, in our church. And it's a problem, and it points to a problem that was present in my denomination growing up. And that's kind of the reclaiming of Martin Luther's um, theology in the church, which I think is just wrong. Um, we have, if you want to read like new perspective on Paul works, N.T. Wright has a big book on Paul. I think we, it's based on a, mis a fundamental misunderstanding of what Paul was saying. Again, back to Jesus. Well, I did not come to destroy the law, but to fulfill it. And this radical, you can't make an argument based on the slippery slope, but um, all you have to do is look back and the last century, when you talk about the law being evil, it's not a huge leap to talk about the people who follow the law as also being evil. Um, Germany was a hotbed of like Lutheran theology, and that's where the Holocaust took place. And so I think that we have to rethink. Um, there has to be a way to have a solid understanding of grace without falling back into this old... Um, it's not old, really. It's, I mean, it's old now, but it's not ancient. Misunderstanding of what Paul said about 
Um, and we're probably talking over, or people are not interested in this conversation. But <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, because I think, uh, I mean, I think this is, I think this really, is, I mean, I, I, I think people really struggle with the whole notion of, because uh, when you get down to it, the question is, is what is it that, what is it that saves us? What is it that makes us right with God? Um, Fleming Rutledge would say, what is it that makes us um, justified? And and I think this is a question that a lot of people wrestle with. And, and, and it brings, I mean, it should bring hope to people who are listening to this. There are people who are a heck of a lot smarter than I am. Amen. Who are Sorry. Wrestling with <laughs> right? <laughs> Just kidding. Keep going. Um, I mean, so it's not like something we're like, well, okay, well, we solved this. I mean, you know, all I know is Jesus saves. And, you know, and I sit there and vacillate between works and grace all the dang time. <laughs> okay. But it, to go get ahead. a review of this, go back and listen to our our episode about virtue. Mm. It's, I don't want to rehash it here. But um, that was a good episode. Let's just do that one. Yes. Well, <laughs> no. If you're, we. I mean, I I grew up believing that I was lost one second and then saved the next second. You know, the second I came up out of the water. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I still believe in baptism, but we have a different. There's a different. I think there's a different view of salvation present in the early church in the scripture that is not that individualistic celebrating the beginning of the marathon. You don't wait to celebrate till the end of the marathon. And Paul said this is a race, and it's about discipline. And part of our salvation is those virtues, the practice of those virtues in community. And we are saved on the cross. We're being saved more every day. Um, go ahead, Justin. That's okay. Um, so, I, 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 wow, that went in the weeds fast. <laughs> in my thoughts, I'm like, what? So, um, it's all good. Um, there is, there, so there's something to this that I want to introduce, and I, and I hope it doesn't just clash against what you've already said. Um, but here's my thoughts in this, because one thing I think that we kind of paint into this, not being a part of the uh, spiritual but not religious piece, is that someone goes home um, and and um, whatever someone goes home, whatever someone leaves church and they have their individual spiritual life. I don't know that that's true entirely, because um, these people. Um, that sounds weird to say that like that, but uh, people who are spiritual but not religious may actually be in community elsewhere. There may be a home church. There may be something to that effect that isn't that may not be um, you know a huge church building that people go to. You know what I mean? I, I it's um, because I mean if 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 you are doing faith literally alone than it's inside of a vacuum <laughs> right um it's i don't know what to think about that if that's if that's but i but i kind of feel that's that maybe what you all have in mind what you're speaking towards am i right or no here yeah I, i'm not saying they're not in community but right. 
if your community is only based so most of the communities we've back to seculosity good mm-hmm. book read it most of the communities we've substituted church for yes are communities of shared interest okay. so like parenting groups say mm-hmm. there's a group okay. in our there's a group in our town that all believe in like this uh super um, nurturing parenting let them sleep in bed with you till they're five years old that sort of thing you know <laughs> and if you want to experience a graceless like find this group yeah <laughs> if you want to experience a graceless community um go to one of those meetings and question that view of parenting hmm the membership in those communities is usually based on um, just like the fundamentalist world. I was going to say it. Yeah. Okay. A shared belief in <clears throat> what we're doing in, is right. Yes. Yeah. And I, and and it might be different if you're if you're saying, well, my my community is just a spiritual community where we come together and talk about how we like to smudge. You know, like. Marianne Williamson on the debate the other night, but I, it's, <laughs> that might be a little different, but, um, so I'm not saying well, they don't have community, but the community of the church is supposed to have be full of grace, also challenge, also difficulty. Cause that's what community is. It's not just about all thinking the same way and right. doing all the same stuff. Right. Because the challenges is where we grow and build a stronger community, right? Um, through the failures, through the through hopefully the prayer and reflection upon the failures that will actually bring us closer together as a community. And you know, I think you use the term of like further saving us each day, uh, something like that. But as you said, at that group, um, the 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 whatever you called it, <clears throat> the nurturing parent, whatever it is. That's what I would say that many people who are spiritual but not religious find in the church community. Don't question. Don't ask that question. That's not true. This is what's true. <laughs> and and so I get it. I'm going to walk away from that, too, because I did. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And so, um, yep. but that's the whole idea that I think we there is an olive branch that we would like to place out here and go, it's not all that way. Right. I, I, I think that if, that if we look at, at, you know, the parenting groups, um, you know, CrossFit, um, very, very (laughs) good example, you know, yoga classes, uh, and 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 look, I, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with doing CrossFit. There's nothing wrong with doing yoga. Um, but what I, I think what here's what I think it speaks to is is that there is this deep need and longing for human connection and human community, mm. and we sort of have this false notion of what it means to be hum- connected as humans. On social media, right? It, 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 social media points to this something that we want that's a deep um, part of being human, but it does it in, in, a, in, an, in an incomplete way. Yeah. And, and, and groups and groups like, like CrossFit and, and yoga classes and these parenting groups um, speak to the fact that people want to be 
connected to each other. And I think one of the, and, 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 and I mean, and, and I'll point to, I mean, Life Church, and, and, and I'm going to speak, you know, highly of them for a moment, is, is that, that those who, who are deeply connected and devoted to Life Church is because they have connected at a real intimate, deep level, right. you know, like in a small group. Right. And I think one of the failures of the Episcopal Church is the Episcopal Church has sort of rejected that notion of the the need for the human connectedness in a in, in some sort of a small group or small gathering, mm. um, where we can really wrestle at the heart with really deep things. And I know Justin, you've you've talked about you know you had a group or have a group of men that have been you know really important to you in your spiritual growth in life. And the question I have is. How many people at church, you know, could say, okay, I've had that experience too? Right. No, I agree. I agree. And, I, is- and, this, is not, and this is nothing about saying, you know, I'm not saying anything about the church you attend. Like, okay, so right. you have oh, something. Yeah. No, you- but in so many Episcopal churches, it seems like it's, okay, come to church and then go home. Get my Jesus snacks and go home. To Sunday school, but you're in a Sunday school with 20 people. You're not in. You're not in a in a group, or you're you're. And I think that's, I think that's where those 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 groups really do something good, right? Um, and I think that's something that, <clears throat> uh, uh, what do I say? Ex evangelicals or ex fundamentalist <laughs> fundies, as Tom likes to call them, actually bring to the Episcopal Church um, is that understanding. And so combining those worlds, you know, it's like the end of Surprised by Hope, the two sermons, um, which I feel like I refer back to often, uh, the two Easter sermons. Uh, combining those two is where we need to be. Uh, so I think that ex-evangelicals um, and uh, former fundamentalists come into the Episcopal Church and bring that notion of togetherness living life and doing life together and building upon that, not just, hey, I'm going to show up here, I'm going to, you know, cross myself, and then I'm going to go get my, you know, bread and wine, and I'm out. I have crossed this off my task list. And that was something I did for years (laughs) in the Episcopal Church. And then um, I still feel like people do that, and there is no connection. Um, And so, not saying that it's the most easy thing to do. I, I would I will not sell it as it's something that's easy um, to be vulnerable to get into a group and things like that. But I've seen the other side of it too, and the reward. And I think um, I don't know. It sounds like well, I do it, so you should. But I just think that's where community comes into play. That isn't something you can get from being at home. You know, there's something to that effect. I want to push back against Everett a little bit because I think there has to be space for folks who have been hurt by community Mm. and they just want, they just want to come. And I think that's part of the thing that people miss. We have, I mean, I came from my home parish is a big uh, downtown church. And a lot of people, you could drive in from far away and just go to morning church and not be back for another week. <laughs> and there's 
But you could also um, get into a small group of some type if you wanted to. But I, and and for me, I I think there has to be room for folks who need who just need to come and and pray in group and have this this liturgical worship, you know, this communal liturgical action without some of some people struggle so mightily with um that trust that community requires that you know we got to let them go at their own pace is what i'm trying to say yeah i agree too and you yeah, can do that you can I, also, didn't notice, I didn't and i and if i and, and if it sounded like i was saying okay now y'all have got false religion if you're not and <laughs> like like I, I, I think ideally we have both. We have we have the sense of of both the bigness of God and then also God and community. And I think I think ideally we have both. And and you're right, there there are sometimes when the small communities where people are going to connect, um, because they've been hurt by church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other people who've been hurt by small community. Um, and so all they can do, but I'm, I'm just saying that I think that the Episcopal church privileges one over the other. Yeah. I don't think there's anything. I think, and, I, and I, and I just think it's a, it's a, it's a hole in our, in, in, in our spiritual formation. Yeah. That, that, so thinking about that, what else led to, um, the spiritual, but not religious movement, um, the, you know, the church, <laughs> itself in many ways um you know like the issues the catholic church has i mean every church has their issues but um that is something that just hit home here in the tulsa area recently supposedly um and so you know things like that that's the other side of this too is when you get into the church and what has gone wrong what has been done wrong and and seeing it as a bad thing um, where, and I, this is maybe what you're alluding to when people being hurt by the church, but what has led to this thing? What else has led to people being spiritual, but not religious? Well, some of it's good because it's the merging of cultures. So where you used to live in, maybe you could grow up in a community that was all Baptist or all Catholic. Mm. Um, now you're growing up in communities where you have all these mixing of faiths. So I think that there's some good in it because, uh, you know, you're exposed to, say, Buddhist meditation or you're exposed to, uh, you know, uh, Islam. I have some Islamic friends who have exposed me to uh, the idea of halal food where that's, this is food that's been blessed, you know, and it's mm. mostly vegetarian and it makes you a lot more thoughtful about what you eat. So I'm not saying it's a bad, it's not all a bad thing at all, but, um, so that's kind of the good side of it maybe. Well, and, and, and I, I think it's, we've talked about this. It's one of the weaknesses of the reformation because the the reformation sort of individualized faith. And that was one of that's one of the things that's happened from from Reformation. Right. It became so individual um, that that it's well, okay, I can create the thing that I want. And you go to the church and you say, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do this thing." And the church is like, "You know, that's that 
it's not really Christian, right? Like, now sometimes the church does it in like totally stupid ways. Like, you can't do yoga because you know yoga's of the devil. That's that's <laughs> um, um, but 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 part of it was is that everybody became an expert on religion, mm. and and when. when when someone said, "Well, that's not really how this works," you know, like, oh, well, you know, I can, I can create my own thing, hmm. um, and so I think that's one of the, one of the unintended consequences of the Reformation. Yeah, we we um, rejected the Pope, and we all became our own little popes. There you yeah. go. We uh, we have a game that we play in the car now. Um, whenever there is a new construction on any major corner section where we play the game of guess if it's a quick trip or a new church (laughs) 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 and it's the truth it's one or the other um it's just it's it's amazing um it's amazing it really is you know they're the the number of churches we have and and i know that's a different discussion but um it is there is something to Taking your own, I believe the term is autonomy, and just deciding for yourself um, what is right and what is good, and and so on, and and not to the point of uh, becoming, you know, slave or injustices and things like that. But I just think there is something better um, served in community with the struggle. Um, I mean, I think that's where much of the gospels uh, point us to, and so. I think one of the both, one of the best spiritual and religious communities out there is the twelve-step communities. Because mm. there's, you know, I mean, even though they would not define themselves as a church, you know, there's there's definite there's a religion to it, and there's 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 something deeply spiritual about it. And um, one of the stories that I always go back to is the, the sinner and the tax collector, mm. right? Tax collector, I mean the, the 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 Pharisee and the and and the tax collector, the Pharisee sitting there going, "Gosh, isn't my religion so good?" And 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 the sinners are going, you know, I I, I I'm a sinner in your sight, O oh Lord. Right. And and I think I mean you go and you look at at, at the prophet Isaiah. I mean Isaiah is filled. Um, with sort of um, righteous indignation at the religious, um, and and so I, I I you know I think that's always something that in our our desire to speak positively about religion, and this is where I think you know um, Zoll and and some of those those folks from from the Mockingbird movement have um, a point is that. In the end, it's it's it is about grace. It's not something that we we earn or, or make. And it, but but Tom's right. It's also doesn't mean that we're exempt. You know, the religion is something. Spiritual life is something that's practiced. If nothing else, I mean, the church should be the most grace-filled, forgiving. You know, uh, I'll say community or place, if you will, uh, whichever way you want to define it, because then that would reflect back, I would think, on what that focus would be of attending and being part of community and things like that. And so, um, and sometimes it doesn't feel that way. Sometimes it feels like, you know, um, 
that we're right, you're wrong, get your butt in church. <laughs> you know? And, um, and I think it's one of the failures of fundamentalism. Yeah. Right? So fundamentalism is, is a creation of, of the Enlightenment. And so it's not ancient, it's not historical, it's not connected mm-hmm. to the early church. It's reading of, of scripture. It's not how the, the the earliest Christians read scripture, and 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 it, and it's one of the great failures of fundamentalism is is that it pushed people out of the church because they had they they thought they were doing this thing that what that was right, but it was totally disconnected from people's lived experience and mm-hmm. lived experience of God. And it doesn't describe life. Yeah. Right there, there's nothing to you know when there's nothing left to hang on when everything's been buttoned down and, and buckled down um, and there's no questioning there's no you know discussion it is just this is it and get on board or you're going to hell what do you hang on to right um, and so that side of things of pushing people into well look I believe in God. You know, I maybe even believe in Jesus, whatever that whatever that person's individual thoughts are on that. Well, I'm just going to go do this on my own. And um, so, I mean, the the church as for as, you know, great it can be. It can be very human, very corrupt, becoming an empire, <laughs> you know, and we've seen that in history as well. Um, but it is something that should always continue to work towards uh, that grace-filled community of forgiveness that is loving and accepting and open and just secure, just secure enough in its faith to be able to answer and allow questions and struggles and everything within that. Otherwise, you know, it's just, where do you go for that? I'm going to go somewhere else. And so um, I can do it outside of community if you're not going to allow me to do it within community. Amen, brother. Tom, thoughts? Any final thoughts? I think you just nailed it. Nailed it. (laughs) Ever anything to add? Nope. All right. Spiritual but not religious. Thank you for everyone for listening along. And may the peace of the Lord be always with you. Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at at fun drain pot we'd love to hear your comments on our episodes and also suggest future episode topics also if you enjoy what we're doing go on to itunes and give us a review please thanks a lot